You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. Before we get into today's episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our current sponsors, uh, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. As you well know, if you've been following This is Oklahoma, they've been a huge part of this podcast. So this podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at Oklahoma HOF. Also for the podcast, a new sponsor, RCB Bank. Since 1936, RCB Bank has offered progressive products and a friendly service. Come in today to find out more about their loan promotion on new used refinance cars, boats, campers, and ATVs. Visit RCB Bank to learn more. RCB Bank, that's my bank. With approved credit, restrictions apply. Now, let's get into today's episode. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike Hearn here, your host. Back with another episode down at the Bedford Studio today with musician Donovan Funk. Uh, mate, thanks for coming down. Absolutely, thanks for having me. I, uh, like I said just now, I mean, I sadly don't have many musicians on, which needs to change. Um, but I'm glad you reached out. Uh, you know, some people who listen to the podcast will know that you know guests come from referrals, and and some people don't like to reach out. But I'm glad you did, uh, and you know. I'm excited to dive into the story and learn about you know the music that you make and, and why you got into music. Uh, so I guess from a young age then, where where does music start for you? Yeah, so um, I mean, my first memory with music is like listening to Led Zeppelin mm-hmm. with my dad, um, Neil Young, lots of like classic rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I was really, really small. I'm still kind of small, but I was really <laughs> small for my age yeah. um, in elementary school. And uh, this this group of like uh, orchestra mm-hmm. musicians came through and they kind of encouraged us to yeah. pick an instrument to play. And so in fourth grade, I started playing the biggest one that I of could, because that means that I'm a big The person. coolest, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so that's kind of, that's how I got started into playing music. Um, I played a little bit of electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took lessons and stuff when I was in elementary school too. Yeah, but yeah. then I stopped doing that until about two years ago. And picked it back up. Yeah. Cool. So clearly always had an interest in music and, I mean, Led Zeppelin and Van Halen and just all of that. Absolutely. I mean, the sad thing now is, like, to me, I'm 30. To me, classic rock now. Like, classic rock, to me, is that, right? Right. But someone referred said to me the other day that, like, the Foo Fighters are now classic rock. (laughs) It's like, no. I refuse to listen. Like, then there's no way. I refuse (laughs) to hear that. Like, they're not. Like, I mean, they were coming out, like... They're not peak when I was in high school, but like still, like they're not classic yet. Like no. classic to me is like ACDC, right? And the Rolling mm. Stones and the Who. Absolutely. You know? <laughs> but yeah. it's so fun. Like when we get older, they're like, oh no, this is classic to people <laughs> who are now in high school. I'm like, no, it's just not. This is amazing music. Uh, so, so listening to music with dad is like the earliest memory. Mm. Um, in Oklahoma, then you grew up born and raised here as well? Yeah. Um, okay. So I. I was like born in Lexington, which mm-hmm. is around uh, Noble. Yeah, and then I moved here in elementary school to the city, and I haven't moved since. I've traveled yeah. a lot, um, especially when I was younger with my family. Mm-hmm. But um, there's nothing that feels better than this city to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's. I mean, this has been said again many times on the podcast. It's the feeling of like potential growth here, the opportunity, and it's like you know. 
to use a a, a, a phrase that's been used far too much recently is it feels like it's going to the moon mm-hmm. uh you know it's on a rocket ship right so so you obviously get into music at a young age get, pick your first instrument start playing from then are you just kind of hooked and everything you want to do and in life is centered around music honestly no um for a long time i did uh, photography mm-hmm. and then i did a little bit of videography graphic design okay. um that was about you know that was my high school years i went to quartz mountain for photography okay. um, i met a guy named kurt marcus and he was fantastic to work with um and he's i mean he's traveled all over the place taking photos yeah, yeah, yeah. um and so that was that was pretty uh interesting and then I got into like graphic design. I started working with uh, some musicians and mm-hmm. started to realize like, oh, I kind of like doing music, you yeah. know. And I started helping them in the studio and stuff. Um, there's this band called Dead Week that I work with sometimes, mm-hmm. and we've I produced some of the songs that they put out, and yeah. a lot of that really helped me figure out that I wanted to do music. Got you. So all the like the background stuff, then the behind the scenes stuff that. They, all the technical stuff that makes them do what they do and then the creative side of you producing and everything like usually that's the other way around isn't it usually like people just want to play right and they don't want to deal with anything that's behind you know the right. scenes or whatever but that's really good because you get an appreciation now as an artist for everybody who does that and produces oh, that and you don't have to rely on anyone else to produce your own music definitely yeah we I, fortunately I live with my brother who is the drummer for Dead Week mm-hmm. um, and we have a third bedroom and I get to just have that as my space yeah. and it's just like the studio setup, and that's that's been really fortunate for yeah, me yeah yeah awesome so Currently, then you are. I guess we'll touch on currently in a minute. But you, you're producing stuff. You're in. You, know, you get through high school and do the graphic stuff. Do you go to university or do you think I'm going to play music? And yeah, that's be my thing. I did college for a little bit because mm-hmm. my mom was willing to pay for it. And sure. I'm, you know, there's a lot of people that don't get to go to college, and I was like, yeah. I'm. If I have the opportunity, I should do it. But I think that that form of learning just doesn't work well for me mm-hmm. and it doesn't inspire me and if I'm not inspired I just don't do wasting stuff wasting time and you see it, yeah. your mom's wasting her money exactly right? yeah. yeah and and so it uh, it definitely I still like to learn sure. a lot um, but just not in that format and and it uh, it was a nice experience and it was just community college I didn't mm-hmm. get, I didn't ever do like the whole you know party freshman year yeah, thing yeah, yeah. but I'm kind of glad I didn't <laughs> No, I totally agree with you. I mean, there's part of me that's like, ah, what would it have been like to go to a big school? Because I, I didn't go to a big school. But part of me is like, I don't like people. I don't like being around like giant loads of people, you know, too much people. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's, it can be fun. I mean, now the position you're in, you'd rather play to a bunch of people, right? right. Rather than, you know, be on, you know, be yeah, on stage. Yeah, if I can't be the own. center of attention, yeah. then I don't want to do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So where does like your kind of you know, your theme, your personality, your kind of like musical talent and, and, and persona come from then? Like, where do you draw that from? Um, I think it's really just a lot of personal experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up kind of conservative and then through high school and stuff, I kind of got to experience other things mm-hmm. and um, talk to a lot of people and get to know a lot of people. And that's what most of my music and is about. Like, I really just want to make a community where mm-hmm. people can talk about whatever, you know, anybody's welcome. And a lot of the themes that I talk about are, are deeper. Yeah. And it's not to say that it's like, 
I'm super intelligent, but it's just like there's there's so many things that are hard to talk about, like death. Mm-hmm. Like when you first meet somebody, it's like, how do you talk about yeah. you know your experience with death? But that's something that's on my mind a lot. And so I think with I think my goal and where I draw inspiration from is is community. Yeah. Yeah, bring, and that's one of the great things that music does, right? It brings people together, reminds them of, of family time. You talk about death, right? It reminds them of, you know, people who've passed, but you remember having time. You know, songs, you always relate songs to people, right? Absolutely. And like the time in your life. And, you know, when people hear songs, they're like, oh, this was like the killer song in high school. And it reminds me of like all my buddies or whatever, or like driving somewhere and you're blaring that music. Yep. And it's, uh, it, it definitely hits the feels, didn't it? Yeah. Which is good now. And then you're, you're on you know you're like giving this person that experience now right like mm-hmm. you're, you're the opposite end of the table which as a creative and as a musician that's what you want you want to see people react to you that way and have that community and reach out i mean like you know i hear this song and it brought back memories or whatever and it makes me feel yeah. good and you're like yeah that's kind of why i make music every day right yeah it's <laughs> yeah. really special it's got sure. a bed every day for sure uh so what for you then what's like the music scene like in oklahoma for people who don't know that, like, like Oklahoma's good for music. Yeah, so I think that it's probably the most supportive community I've ever come across. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I've done a lot of creative things, and I have not met people that are as supportive. And even just, like, even the fans. Yeah. I mean, I we had—I went to this Paramore concert, and the opener was just, like— almost in tears because we just like clapped for him. Right. Like that was yeah, it. Yeah, because they just usually like no one cares right. who the opener They're like, is. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Let's see Paramore. Yeah. And so I think that that's that's kind of my first experience with being like this is something special like mm-hmm. that Oklahoma City has that I don't think a lot of places do. Yeah. And I mean working I've worked with like you know Christian Pearson of OK Sessions and he's super supportive everybody that I've met through him mm-hmm. is just like they're just like really encouraging yeah. and and that's something special because it's like people really want to be protective of their stuff and and they want to think oh I'm the greatest but I don't really experience that here yeah. it's like they realize that it's not a limited supply you know, it's it's not a limited resource. Mm-hmm. You can be supportive to as many people as you want, and you don't lose anything right. other than saying a few words. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, I'm sure it feels good, too, to know that you have the support of, of people that you're kind of competing with, right? Like right. They're your competition. But what's it like from, like, a venue standpoint? Are the venues quite welcoming to have you and, and stuff like that? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so I've worked with Dig It, which isn't, like, necessarily a venue, but mm-hmm. they do shows a lot. And I've really just kind of scratched the surface yeah. with doing shows I'm kind of reluctant to uh, put myself out there yet um, and I'm kind of I want to build some footage that I can give to venues sure. so I haven't worked with very many but um, Christian Pearson helped me get into Skirvin and I did an opening set for them and that yeah. was incredible but I I really like the look of a lot of our venues you know I've, I've yeah. watched shows at the Jones Assembly I've watched shows at Tower and they're they're at that level that I think a lot of places should be. Yeah. Um, and and so I think that the venues here are fantastic. Would Jones be on the list of one of the places that like, hey, by the end of the year or by end next year, that's I want to be on the list of definitely. Jones. Yeah. 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 Definitely, I want to uh, start opening for people at at those places. I mean, uh, I went and saw a group at Tower Theater one time, and I was like, this is this is where I want to be. Yeah. You know, it was perfect. 
Um, and so, yeah, those yeah. are definitely goals of mine to perform at those definitely. places. Definitely. And it's cool that, like, you want to keep, you know, obviously it's great to travel, right? It'd be great to go to Tulsa and great to play, you know, in other states and stuff. But when you grow up around an area and you have a, a you know, venue like the Jones and like Tower and like Criterion and other places, you're like, I, I want to play my home. You know, right. I want to play my home state and home fans, home city and I mean, no doubt you'll have a bunch of support there, but it w- I'm sure it'd feel great to... Like, what was it like when you played the Skirvin? Like, just oh, that was, that was great, yeah. It was a little weird because... It's a kind of different crowd, is it? Yeah, so we were there for the, the jazz club yeah. that Christian Pearson hosts, mm-hmm. and uh, my music was a little bit different for them. It was, right. a, it was an older crowd, but, um, like, dig it. I mean, when I talk about support, you know, yeah. that was just amazing, and... There was this one couple that just stood there and, and were singing along the whole time with me. And I just, I mean, that just, I love that stuff. You, you find know? it hard to concentrate sometimes. <laughs> like, there's people singing with me. Yeah. It's awesome. Well, I love it. You know, yeah. it really, I mean, it encourages me to keep going because it's like these people are enjoying it and they right. stood there the whole set. And that's, that means more than anything to me. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like Oklahoma City and Oklahoma has a huge support for the arts in general. Yes, right. Yeah, and obviously, music's a part of that. And, and yeah, having shows and, you know, it's, I think people who probably out here, people seem to like just go and hang out at a show, even if they've never heard, like they've probably right. never heard of you before, right? Or never heard of anyone else. Then they just like, yeah, let's just go try it out. Like mm-hmm. I have a friend of mine who he, every show, he goes to every show at the Jones, regardless of who it is. He's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, we, we're just going every time. I'm like, yeah. Right, because if well, you go with yeah, like, if you go with three people, yeah, and the group or the musician isn't very good. You yeah. can talk to people, right? And but he, if they he, are good, then you exactly, just watch them. Yeah. And I asked him, I said, "Why?" Like for me, like I I, I listen to people, and I'm like, I want to go see them live. Mm-hmm. Whereas he's like totally, he goes for that community aspect and the, the scene, and just kind of go and hang out. And you're right, it's like, oh, the musician's there as well, but but it helps having friends, community to go along with that. Absolutely. Uh, so with like your like music music genre then. It's obviously you just mentioned it's not very jazzy, but you know where does that come from for you? Like where where and uh, do you plan on kind of I guess keeping it the same or just evolving into other stuff? Yeah, um, I I really so right now I kind of put myself into the indie rock and mm-hmm. alternative genre, and it's I think that genres are so hard to define now because right. yeah. it's like there's millions of them. Yeah, and and then Old Town Road comes out. Right, exactly. <laughs> right? It's like and there's there's genre blending, so it's really yeah. like. I think where it came from was having that that classic rock mm. background, and that kind of gives me the ideas for um, for the guitars and, sure. and that kind of stuff that I do. But then it really evolved with more more modern, like bedroom pop kind of music, mm-hmm. because that's what I can physically do by myself. Right. You know, that's what I'm capable of doing. And so there's inspiration from both of those places. Yeah. And currently you're working on your album, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm working on an album. It's been a little slow lately, but uh, I'm hoping by the end of the year to have one out. Yeah. Um, Slow because you're kind of a perfectionist. Yeah. 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 Definitely. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely a perfectionist. Yeah. Um, And also just kind of finding the the time and motivation, uh, you know, kind of like in the the single that I just released in Mm -hmm. May in all my glory that's kind of what I touch on I'm like man it's hard just to brush my hair you know <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah hey life life struggles right or, Absolutely. you know and the rock and roll lifestyle <laughs> which is not great not easy to live during COVID for right. sure uh, but thankfully we're on the other side of that now I know um, have you been to many shows recently yeah um, I've, I actually just got back from Arkansas this morning 
Mm-hmm. Um, I went and saw Starbenders, and okay. that, I mean, talk about classic rock. Yeah. They are they are bringing it back. They're incredible. Um, and and so I, I've been going to as many shows as I can. Anytime I see one on my Instagram feed, yeah. you know, I try to go. I just went and saw um, the OKC Phil do their country show. Okay. And they had Kylie Morgan, uh, Kyle Dillingham, and uh, Christian Pearson kind of led the, the sure. rhythm section. Um, and that was that was a great show. I mean, that, that really brought, you know, a lot of crowds together that wouldn't typically be together. Right. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm happy to see stuff starting to kick off, kick yeah, off again. Yeah, right. And, and the acceptance of going in, hanging out, being in a crowd. And, and thankfully, you know, it's you're right. It, things are kicking off again. And I went to see a show. It's probably about a month ago now at the Tower. And it was it was it was good to see a show, but it was like we were sat at a table the whole time. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not the same. And I'd seen the right. person before, like some uh, in Tulsa, like two or three years ago, and she was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then you see her at town, she's still amazing, but like there's no crowd there, there's right. no atmosphere, right? It's like she's rocking out on stage. It was Jackie Vinson who played. She's mm-hmm. rocking out on stage, and like just sat there. Like, is this what it feels like to just like watch? You know, just be sat. Right. And, yeah, I just—it was a weird experience. Yeah, it is—it is a really weird format, and it's really hard as a performer. Yeah. Whenever you there's not a crowd, or they have to sit down, right. and you can't draw your energy from them because yeah, no one's bouncing, right. around, singing. Right. When you're performing, I mean, you know, you can do as much as you can, but if mm-hmm. there's not a crowd to give you that energy, then it doesn't really go anywhere. Right. Uh, have, so with the events, I guess that's that's coming up. Um, are you playing indoor outdoor as well like you're just trying to play Most, as much as possible mostly outdoor I okay. mean as much as I can yeah which typically starts off outdoor which is interesting for Oklahoma the heat <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we we seem to make it work and I try to time it as late as I can so mm-hmm. at least the sun goes down yeah um, but but yeah mostly outdoor I mean I'd be happy to play anywhere sure and it's you know I'm not gonna I don't have an ego about where I play because I, I can meet somebody anywhere, right. you know, and, yeah. and it's just fun. It's always good practice, and it's just fun. You know, yeah. I don't do it for, for money or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I just do it to hang out with people. Well, because you love doing it, right? right? It's a passion that clearly, you know, there's plenty of people that have been on the podcast that, that do what they do because they love doing it. Absolutely. And, and the money follows after that, but it never starts with, I'm going to get into this because I want to make tons of money. Mm-hmm. Because I think if you get into the music world and you think I'm going to make tons of money, there's 9 million other people who are trying to do the same thing. I know. Right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And everyone's just can, I mean, and I've heard the music industry is crazy with, you know, just contracts and everything, clauses. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you Google Taylor Swift's contract and there's a bunch of stuff in there that you just like, this right. is chaos. Uh, how have you played out at uh, Sistel Park yet? How's I haven't that? played there. Okay. Um, I went so that OKC Phil thing yeah. was at Scissor Tail. Okay, um, and then I also went and saw Kings of Leon when, when they, they first came. It, yeah. I was as close Front as row. I could get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like one row in front of me, and I, so I was like second yeah. row, and I mean that was amazing. And honestly, that concert really helped drive me to do more music. Okay, um, so. I grew up like my stepdad listened to Kings of Leon and I didn't ever really care. Mm-hmm. And then when I heard they were going to come, I was like, oh, I'll listen to their music. And then I just like haven't yeah. stopped since yeah. it's been like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I haven't really heard much of the new album, but oh, really? uh, I've seen them twice back home. I didn't, I was driving back, I think 
I was driving back from vacation, I think, when I when we came through Oklahoma City when they were performing that day. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I really want to go down, but then I'm, uh, I've seen them before, and I really should have gone. I didn't go. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, seeing them in person, uh, it's... It's pretty awesome. Yes. It? Like, they're yeah. fantastic. And their it's songs, are, everyone's singing, dancing around, and having a great time. And, you know, then they play some slow stuff, and you're still loving it. And mm-hmm. it's, yeah, they're yeah, definitely Yeah, I definitely, my, my sets draw a lot of inspiration from that, because I typically mm-hmm. will start off kind of slow, and then before you know it, I'm screaming. Yeah, <laughs> people have had a few drinks, and they're enjoying it. Right. right? Like, okay, now I can lighten up a little bit. Right. Turn the volume up a touch. <laughs> start banging chords for a little bit longer <laughs> uh with so with your classic rock kind of background i guess and and love of that people don't really solo that much anymore do they like guitar solo i don't know it, right? it really because i what i mean by that is like songs were a lot longer right then right yeah I mean, now if you it's listen like, to oh it needs to be three minutes it's on the radio yeah i can't solo for an hour for like a minute <laughs> right like a pink floyd yeah, like eight minutes exactly solo. yeah yeah um i think in recordings that's definitely the experience and mm-hmm. i think with a lot of pop music that's the experience yeah but honestly with the community that i've seen there's lots of mm-hmm. lots of soloing um, and not just guitar solos. I mean, being into a jazz right. situation, there's all everybody yeah. just trades off solos and they go on for 20 minutes, and mm. that's always fantastic. But um, I do I implement solos into my stuff a lot. I have I think maybe four songs in the set where I'll just take you know a minute to yeah. do something. It's easier doing it live than obviously in recording, right? And I think I think that's kind of the difference is like you know you have in this situation three minutes to get somebody's attention and a solo doesn't tend to do that for people but when you're in a live setting and they're watching you you can give them that and it yeah and you can also tailor that solo and the feeling of it to the situation sure um and so it, it works really well but i do also implement solos into uh some of my recorded music yeah yeah so funny you're in here today because yesterday I did a podcast with uh, a couple who started a fashion brand Mm. and music and fashion and rock and roll like it all goes together absolutely so talk to me about if people are watching they'll definitely know your image and I love it it's fantastic (laughs) because it makes you it makes you different from everybody else right and that's you know you've got to stand out in a world today and and show who you really are and to have the confidence that you have to wear the clothes that you do and have your image you know it, it, it does go back to classic rock absolutely because right? if you go back to I can't David Lee Roth right the lead singer of, of Van Halen and you and you see his the, the outfits that he wore mm-hmm. oh Freddie Mercury or whoever right like uh, very rarely do you, you see that today right. so I am pleased to see you walk in today and be like, this is awesome because I mean, you're clearly confident in yourself and you have an image and you stick to that, which is fantastic. Thank you so much. Uh, where does that come from? I I think probably the classic rock okay. stuff. Um, you know, when I was kind of first looking at the image I wanted to portray as a performer, mm-hmm. I looked back at Led Zeppelin um, and they just... I mean, literally all I do is I just go to the women's section. Yeah. And and the clothes that they have are fantastic. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. and it's weird because sometimes it's something where, like, you'll see it on a female. Right. And it just kind of looks, looks basic and boring. Basic, yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, I've seen, you know, dozens of people sure. wearing this. But then when a guy puts it on, it's like, hmm. Edgy. Right. Yeah. And 
something I also love about it is is the silhouette because mm-hmm. it's like for me, you know, having the shoulders really prominent. Yeah. I mean, it makes me look buffer than I <laughs> than I ever will. I use that trick many a time <laughs> wearing a suit and having the shoulder pads for sure. Exactly, yeah. you feel like you feel like Iron Man, right? When you put the Absolutely. suit on. Absolutely, yeah. But uh, I think that's where it came from. Just kind of shopping and mm-hmm. and figuring out what looks good and yeah, yeah, doing yeah. a lot of things that were wrong um, and then you know the makeup comes from just like the classic rock stuff mm-hmm. you know I've I've had some people give me crap for it and it's like okay yeah look at who you used to listen to and what they were wearing right yeah you know and it's like I think that a lot of people when they get older kind of aren't open to to new ideas and 100%. it's like you have to relate it back to something and then they're like, Oh, that is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but the makeup just came from like, uh, I mean, even in high school, you know, I'd have my lady friends put makeup on for me. Yeah. And, um, it just like, I don't know. It, it is, it makes me feel very confident and it's, there's not a lot of people that do it. There's not a lot of males that do it. Right. And it, I think everybody should try it because it's a lot of fun. Sure, yeah. Um, and it, it really just, it's not even about what people say to you. It's like, right. it just makes you feel special and I get why people do it. Yeah, and I think probably when you're when you're getting ready, right? It's like you're, you're getting, you're performing, aren't you, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, you're getting ready, you're becoming, you're not just becoming like Donovan that sits at home all day. You are like becoming Donovan who is about to go on stage and do their thing, isn't it? Like it's, yeah, it, it must is be a easy very good for you to transition into, okay, now I am right. that person on stage. Whereas if you would try to be that person all the time, you might burn out and it might be a lot different. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, it is. It's a very good barrier because it's like when the makeup is on, I know I'm this persona. Right. You know, not to say that like I'm a different person when I'm no, not. No, but it's like a mental an switch, artist. Isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, it's awesome. Like Thank I'm sure, so like oh, there's one of the things that that I uh, someone told me that like if you're doing something right, people like you know you're doing something right when someone starts complaining about you doing it, right? Right? Exactly. Because you're like it's so like new or so different that they don't like it because <laughs> they either never tried it themselves and that's why they don't like it, mm-hmm. or they just hate change. Absolutely. Right? And you're like, I know I'm doing something that's pushing the boat out. If people are like. I don't know if I like that. Right? That's <laughs> right. so different. And like, well, there's a reason that right. it's different because I stand out, because people are going to be intrigued, and because we're like, oh, it just adds to, as well as the music, right? It's it's not just music; it, mm-hmm. it's the whole thing. And you talk about image, and and we're such a visual world now with social media, and and you know your your album. No one has albums now, right? But if you did, the art cover mm-hmm. would be a big thing. And now we just put our art cover on on social media and. You know, Absolutely. it's um, as well as you know. You were speaking to um, Madeline, who was here earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Who works at the store. I mean, she as well addresses different to a lot of people, and she might be listening to this. And I mean that in the nicest way possible. Like I don't mean it in a right. bad way. But when you walk into the store here, you you know everyone's in there just casual, like they work clothes, and then you turn over, like, oh, Madeline's brought some color today, and that's mm-hmm. cool to see because it's different. It makes you stand out. It makes you who you are, and and you, you know, in a world where it must be really hard to stand out. Absolutely. You know, like I've stood out coming here because I have an accent and I'm different. Mm-hmm. I haven't had to really change my my dress or clothing, but I even stood out because I would dress like if someone in the UK would dress, like do mm-hmm. my top button up or whatever and then skinnier type clothing. Right. So I did it without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it must be, you know, it's cool to see. And I, I like, it's, uh, I'm, 
I wish I had the confidence to pull it off <laughs> yeah. because I don't. <laughs> I'm just like, it's it's uh, definitely when you're first doing it, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like, I feel like, especially in a place uh, with a history like Oklahoma, right. it's like, I don't know if I'm going to step out and somebody's going to hurt me. Yeah. Um, and so it, it can be scary at first, but I've really mostly just been met with positivity. Yeah. And if people don't like it, they just don't say anything. Right. Um, but I, I another part that I like about, you know, whatever it is that I do performing mm-hmm. or, you know, the image that I put on is a lot of people, it allows people to put themselves in that situation mentally without yeah. having to actually do it, yeah. which is the really freaky part. Um, and so I think that that's why people like that kind of stuff, like the the flashy colors and and uh, just whenever, you know, you see somebody that's walking around that, that looks different, but yeah. they're confident with it. It's like, man, I'm that person is really comfortable with themselves. And yeah, it makes that it makes whoever's seeing it, you know, really, really happy and feel that confidence themselves. Yeah, I'm sure it's definitely freeing. Uh, and it's like I said, it's it, you're right. It's cool to see. And they, they put themselves in that. So they're like, oh, I wonder what that is. And then they put themselves there, right, without, like, doing everything, taking right. a risk. Um, so so I guess, like, now, uh, you know, like I mentioned earlier, we're, we're, we're working on your album, which is hopefully going to come out soon, and you just released a single in May. Uh, what, I guess, is kind of, like, planned for, for, for the rest of the year? And, and, and then, you know, I know you mentioned you're going to Tulsa today to record. and. Mm-hmm. Are you still doing the production side of things as well for Dead Week and others? Yeah, um, I've worked with you know, Josh Masterson mm-hmm. on some stuff, um, Joe Amico. All of these are just local musicians yeah. that that I've had the pleasure to work with. Yeah, and great people. Um, and so I typically do produce my own stuff mm-hmm. because it's like I'm very like a perfectionist, like sure. like yeah. you said. Uh, and it gives me that that control that I need, and I'm really comfortable with my workflow. Mm-hmm. But uh, my actually, my mom lives in the same neighborhood as the studio, mm-hmm. and so that's how she found out about it. So we went and did a tour, yeah. Um, and I showed them uh, this that song in all my glory, and they liked it. And they, you know, I I decided for this, it's just one song that I'm going to be recording with them. Mm-hmm. But I figured, you know, I'd try something different and. And they were really welcoming, and, and yeah. that made me want to go there and record. And there's also, I haven't really been to Tulsa very much. Tulsa's and there's a great a music lot, city, right? Right. I, yeah. yeah, there's a lot. And I and I want to go there and kind of steal their ideas and bring them back yeah. here. Um, but, yeah, typically I'll, I'll work on it in my, my mm-hmm. little studio in my house. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to do, like, do you want to be a performer and, and produce stuff, or do you want to just, like, like there's probably going to come a time where you're going to be really good at both and you're going to have to decide. Yeah. I mean, it's really, I have to look at it kind of selfishly yeah. as I can, cause I'm not very selfish, but, uh, it's like, it all comes down to everything is back to me being an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so working with other musicians, yeah, that's practice for my stuff that mm-hmm. helps me figure out my workflow. And it also gets me people that I can work with in the future. Cause yeah. I mean, I would absolutely love to do collaborations sure. with people. Um, and so I do, I have thought about that and it's really like, I, at the end of the day, I'm going to work on my stuff first mm-hmm. and get my stuff out. And then, I'm yeah. happy with my extra time to be working with other people. Right. No, that makes sense. And there's there's plenty of people out there that are amazing producers, right? And they're happy and that's all they do is produce. Right. And there's some that are both and there's some that are just like, no, I'm just going to do my thing. Right. Uh, obviously, being from the UK, like I 
huge Ed Sheeran fan and I've been a huge Ed Sheeran fan for a long time uh, and Lewis Capaldi as well who's mm-hmm. just hilarious uh, but then you know you talk about like Royal Blood from the UK um, and others you know the, the UK obviously has a pretty big indie scene as well mm-hmm. and I haven't listened to much of it but uh, Royal Blood are pretty good they're kind of a bit of a high, heavier on the rock side but they're uh, kind of they brought bringing it back to mm-hmm. what it used to be I guess Absolutely. and then Arctic Monkeys and all the rest so I uh, yeah it's it's funny like trying to pick different you know like compare the UK scene to, to the to the states um, and like people thought I was cool because I listened to different music I'm like no it's because I've been listening as my like I only know this music right. I don't know what you listen to it's right. the total opposite of cool <laughs> right like I'm just like listening to all my UK stuff and they're like oh that's really cool I'm like because it's different right not because it's like any better or whatever right but. and that's I mean that's why there's the the British invasion because it right. was different yeah uh, mate this is awesome uh, thanks for coming down I, I'm really excited to, to kind of you know follow you now and, and wait for the album to come out thank you so for much for people listening how can they go and listen to you on you know Spotify or, or wherever yeah. it is and stuff so like I put that so I put it on as many streaming platforms as I can yeah um, I kind of focus on Spotify yeah because they're one of the biggest uh-huh. and that's what I personally use but uh um, Instagram, Donovan.funk, they can find me. I'm always talking about kind of what I'm working on. Um, and I have my links on my website, uh, DonovanFunk.com. Um, and so that's the best way to go. And uh, on Father's Day on the 20th, um, I'm releasing a single that my dad uh, actually wrote when I was, like, being born. Oh, sick. Um, and so he, he did that that song and yeah. he had it recorded because he was in a band um, and I've been listening to that for the last you know yeah, 20 yeah, yeah. plus years um, and so this is kind of like my little Father's Day gift oh, to him oh that's awesome yeah. does he have any idea yet? Uh, he might yeah. I haven't told him explicitly though Yeah, but he might have an idea that's awesome um, and so that's that's the next project I'm working on mm-hmm. uh, and so for anybody I even you know I've shown it to a few people, and I think a lot of people can either relate or yeah. picture themselves in that situation sure. where it's like they, they might not have grown up with a good dad because mm-hmm. a lot of people haven't. Right. And I feel really fortunate that I have. Um, and so this kind of gives them that experience of yeah, what it's like yeah. to have a good father figure. Yeah. Um, and then so the studio that I'm going to, we're working on my, my follow-up single. Gotcha. Um, and that's all I have really planned. Uh so that one will be likely in August. I haven't announced it yet, sure. but um, I also am working with this uh, this artist named Sistoli, and he's a new artist. Um, he's the singer for Dead Week, but okay. we're doing kind of a solo project thing yeah. too. And we have something coming out at uh, the end of July. All and right. so my whole summer I've had a release every month. Yeah. And then I think I'm going to to lay off and like, finish the album and then just be like you know yeah. here it is sweet dude that's exciting it gives you plenty of work to do this summer right Absolutely. You can, you know, nothing worse than being stuck in stuck in your room in your house and be like I, I yeah. don't have any ideas like, nothing <laughs> to do right now but sweet well for everyone listening I'll, I'll put the links to Donovan's uh, social website uh, and Spotify links as well down in the description and you can go straight there listen to it and yeah just give him a follow and, and if you're in a venue that's listening that wants someone to open up Jones uh, Tower Christ you anyway um, reach out so thanks Absolutely. for coming yeah, it's, I'm, thank you so I, 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 I want to see you on stage man it's going to be thank awesome you. Uh, for everyone listening thanks so much and we'll catch you next episode cheers
This podcast is presented by the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, telling an Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at oklahomahof. Also, huge shout out to RCB Bank for jumping on board to be a sponsor. RCB Bank's loan promotion is here for a limited time. Head into any of their 40 Oklahoma locations to get as low as 1.79 APR on your next car, boat, camper, or ATV. Apply online at rcbbank.com. RCB Bank, that's my bank. Rate and finance with approved credit. Restrictions apply and member FDIC. Huge shout out to my sponsors. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.